Let's get to him, man. Yo! Oh, we back on this lovely Monday afternoon. Oh, oh, got a little special guest in the house, too. Oh, Kate Pierce. Oh, Ivy League. Oh, let me stop. So I'm your host, Jonathan Keaton, and right beside me is our guest for today, Mr. Caden Pierce, Ivy League superstar, Glenn Bard superstar. How you feeling, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. How are you? That was quite the introduction. Man, I, I gotta gotta be enthusiastic, dog. I'm feeling pretty good, you know, living life. Uh, my Bills beat the Chiefs yesterday, so that's always fun. So yeah, there you go. So my first question to you, Mr. Pierce, is how did Caden Pierce get to where he's at right now? And I think it's just a lot of hard work, um, along with some guidance from my, my parents and my, my brothers. Um, both my parents went to Northwestern. My, my mom played volleyball. My dad played basketball football there. And then um, I have two older brothers. One of them played basketball at William Mary for three years and then grad transferred to University of North Carolina for his, his final year. And then my middle brother right now is the starting wide receiver at University of Cincinnati. So, I mean, they've, they've kind of been pushing me along in this process, showing me kind of what it's like to be a, a collegiate athlete. And I think um, they've kind of just showed me the ropes and taught me like the value of hard work. So I think I've learned a lot from them. And uh, I mean, hard work myself has played a part in it too. So. Yeah. And like, it's cool to be around a sports family because like you get involved as soon as like you're out the womb, like, bam, here's a football, here's a baseball, go, go play, go play these sports, go be great. And another question that I have for you is, you're the only person that's that's hooping and playing collegiate basketball. So, like, what made you drive towards or guide yourself towards the basketball path and not, like, any other path? Well, I think, I mean, my dad loved basketball, and like I said, my brother plays basketball. So I think I've just kind of been um, – I've kind of been introduced to it at a young age, and I think I fell in love with it uh, early on, and, I mean – I found it pretty fun and enjoyable to, to put in work and uh, I mean, get better. So, I feel you. I feel you. So, talk to me. Glenbard West, man. When I, if I go on Slow Shed or probably any other basketball highlight Instagram page, I'm seeing a bunch of yams. I'm seeing a bunch of crossovers and everything. I'm like, damn, they go crazy over there. So, what makes that Glenbard West squad so special? Honestly, I think it's just the team chemistry we have. I mean, we've all been playing together since like since elementary school, middle school. So we've been playing together for so long. It's kind of like second nature to us. We know how each other's going to move and stuff. Um, and I mean, we've all just we've all just worked hard. Um, we've improved so much uh, throughout high school and throughout our whole life. So I think I think. Um, I think we've got a special group and I mean, we have fun doing it. So it's a lot of fun when you win games. Exactly. It's all, it's always fun when you win. And like that chemistry too, that you mentioned, it makes the game just more fun because you right. know where they're going and you know, the movements that they're going to make. So it makes everything in your head, just like so easy. Like you'll just come down the court behind the back pass. And then he hits a three <laughs> from the corner. You're like, Oh right. snap. I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. So 
since we're speaking about your since we're speaking about Glenbard West, talk to me about your high school career, man. Like what were the highs? What were the lows? Walk me through it. Yeah, so I mean, I started out as a little freshman. You know, I was I want to say I was five nine, five ten coming into high school. Uh super skinny. I mean classic. Uh, I played up on the sophomore team my freshman year. Uh, I mean, I had ups and downs, you know, probably was uh, I was probably too little to play up on uh, on sophomore. But I mean, I improved a lot. And then my sophomore year, I played up on varsity. Uh, we were a super young team. We started three sophomores. Um, I mean, we made some noise early on. I, I think Sloshe made a few videos on us. Yeah. I mean, that, that felt good to get the hype going early. But um I mean, that, that season went pretty well. I think we finished like 17 and 13, something like that. So not a bad season, um, being that we were so young. But, uh, I mean, last year is kind of weird, uh, the COVID year. Uh, we had a really good season. We went 16-1. and one. So, I mean, we pretty much did all we could, all we could do last season. And, uh, I mean, hoping this year, hopefully we're going to win a state championship. But, I mean, that's the goal. Now, everyone, I saw that little smirk on your face when you said state. So I got to ask, I got to dive in. What's it going to take for you guys and that special Glenbard West squad for you guys to win state this year? I think I think it's just got to be the like the team morale. I think um, if everybody, you know, stays level headed, um, keeps their temper in control, I think. Um, I think we got a special group. I think we have the talent to, to win a state championship for sure. I think it's just a matter of how well we play together, if we stay healthy, um, stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it, and I think we check off a lot of boxes. But, I mean, we just got to stay healthy and continue to work hard. And I think we can do it. So I think you guys can do it too because watch the videos, man. <laughs> no, I only think any adjective can describe how great one how great that chemistry is two how great that team is so you guys are definitely going to make some noise i can't wait to watch so we talked about high school now we got to talk about your collegiate career that's starting after this year and a lot of people talk about how they want to go to like the blue bud schools north carolina duke kansas and like when they get there it's like holy crap like this is a dream come true and then the next after that, or basically that fits in that category, is an Ivy League school because Ivy League is just so hard to get yourself into it. You're going to school there and playing basketball there. Walk me through the emotions when you committed to Princeton. I mean, it was just a dream come true. I mean, it was just to say, I mean, Princeton's been ranked number one school in the country for the past few years. And I think just knowing like waking up every morning, being able to say that I'm going to go to the number one school in the country feels pretty good. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been great. Um, got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of support. Um, I mean, people have, people have been super happy for me, which feels really good. Yeah. I'm happy for you too, man. Congratulations though. Mr. Princeton man, Mr. Princeton man. So (laughs) You also got other offers, too, from Brown and Penn, who's also Ivy League. What went into your demission or excuse me, what it went, what went into your decision of committing to Princeton? I think um, I really love their coaching staff. 
Um, I think they do a great job with player development. And I think for me, one of the best things, I think my, my best basketball is ahead of me. I think I have a lot to improve upon. Um, I think I'm pretty, pretty underdeveloped um, right now. And I think that the, the coaching staff does a really good job with player development. And I think that that would help me a lot. And also they've just been, it's a super storied program, super historic um, and they've, they win a lot of games. So it's pretty cool that they went to the NCAA tournament. I want to see in 2017. So, I mean, they, they definitely play, they definitely compete at a high level. And, um, I mean, it's a great school. That is a great school. It's a very, it's a great school. <laughs> and once again, I want to congratulate you there. Cause like, thank that's you, crazy. Thanks. That's crazy. So since we're talking about accolades and achievements, I gotta ask, I know you were asked this question a lot definitely by your buddies or other people that interviewed you. But do you believe you're the best small forward in the state of Illinois? Man, I don't know. I think there's a lot of great players. Uh, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but um, I think there's a lot of great players. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't brag that much. That, cool. Cool. I like that. I, Mr. Mr. Humble. I like that. I like that a lot. So Caden, what changes are you looking forward to in the Ivy League for basketball and your education? Uh, I mean, I think, I think as far as education goes, I think going to Princeton's not really it's not really a four year decision. I think it's kind of a lifelong decision. I think going there will will set hopefully set me so set me up pretty good going forward uh, for the rest of my life. Um, but. But as far as basketball goes, I mean, I just want to win games. So I think I think I can do – I think uh, they'll do a good job there winning games. So, Okay, okay. I, I feel you. I feel you, man. Thank you for coming on. All you do is win, Caden Pierce. All he does is win, baby. Make sure you watch him and Glenbard West go absolutely crazy this season. But Caden, before you go, I gotta test your football knowledge. I gotta, I gotta ask you some football picks real quick. All right. So tonight, the Colts and the Ravens are playing. Who who you got in that game? I got the Ravens. I mean, I got I got Lamar on my fantasy team tonight, so I, I'm hoping Ooh. he goes. Up. <laughs> okay, okay. So then we go into next week, and while I look up the schedule, who, what's your favorite team, and like how did that like develop? as your favorite team? I mean, I'm pretty standard. I'm a, I'm a Bears fan, sadly. I mean, they're three and two this year, but uh, I mean, it's kind of an ugly three and two, but <laughs> we've got Justin Fields is the future. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I mean, I'm excited. I think there's a lot of young talent on the team and who knows where they can go. Exactly. Hey, Jay Fields, the savior, baby. We, we love you, <laughs> baby. So the first game, i got to ask for you, it's in the 12 o'clock window, the Chargers versus the Ravens. Who you got, man? Man, I think I'm going to go with the Chargers on that one. I think Justin Herbert's been playing out of his mind. Um, I don't know. I feel like Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams has been like prime Megatron. I mean, nobody can stop the dude. So I'm going with the Chargers. I like that pick. I like that pick. Chargers offense been playing out of this world too. So I what the Ravens missing a lot of defensive pieces. I really think they could really blow the Ravens out. Uh 
the Cardinals and Cleveland Browns. Who you got? Man, that's that's a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. I think I think Kyler Murray is just he's something else. He's so good. Uh, some of the plays he makes are just like something straight out of Madden. Like, <laughs> <laughs> seems like it shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed, but I mean, he he's a freak. Uh, but I mean, the Browns got a good a good squad, so I mean, it, it's it's not going to be a blowout for sure. No, I agree. Uh, I agree. That's that's going to be a great game. Looking forward to next week, Monday night of next week. We got Buffalo versus Tennessee. Who you got? I got I got the Bills. The Bills, I mean, they they blew out the Chiefs last night, so they look pretty good. Josh Allen is hurtling dudes like like he's like he's a running back. So I mean he's he's a special player, and I think I think they're gonna pull that one out. I like I like to hear that. I like to hear that. And then the last game I got for you, this should be an easy one. If I'm gonna ask you anyways. Green Bay against Chicago. I got the Bears. I I, I, I got to go with the Bears. I like it. Bear down, baby. Well, thank you, Kate, right. for dropping by. Man, go have yourself a dab. Go, go relax. Go, go do something. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. No problem. No problem. So since Mike is not here, you guys, he's not here yet. We're just, I'm just going to keep on talking to y'all. Oh, Kate, you can just, you can dip out too. All right. I'll see you guys. Thank you. Appreciate Later. it. No problem. No problem, man. That was such a treat. That was such a treat. You know, Caden, Caden was pretty cool. Mr. Ivy League basketball player, man. He's going to go crazy. He's going to go crazy. But you know who's going crazy? My Buffalo Bills, baby. That's who's going crazy. Come on. Oh, the Bills are not going to look so good. Oh, no, I'm worried about the Bills. Man, I hope Mike gets on because if you guys were listening last week, Mike said they have to hold the Bills have to hold them within 21 points and he will call them a top seven off or a top seven defense. I'll go out on a limb. They are a top five defense in the NFL. Now I get it. I get it that we haven't played anyone yet. That's great offensively. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm going to bring up New England, for example. Yeah, we haven't played no one, but that no one, the Texans, almost beat New England, and New England almost beat Tampa. So it's kind of like, okay, like those teams can't compete. They just couldn't compete against Buffalo because Buffalo is such a great team. And I just love the speed that the Bills have because now it makes it seem like we can – or not makes it seem like it's – it's so beautiful to watch because we can match up with that speed of the Tyree kills, the McCord Harbins of the world, so on the Marcus Robinson's of the world, so on and so forth. So I loved that game last night. That was a great win. And we're off to Tennessee and we, we really get to see like, can, can our rush defense really compete the way it was a couple of years back against that Derrick Henry offense? Because Derrick Henry made a poster, a meme poster of Josh Norman that I still haven't got out of my head. It makes me sad to this day, but I'm going to keep it moving. Let's talk about the Chiefs. Everyone's calling the Chiefs. Everyone's saying the Chiefs are done. And I'm going to say this again. The Chiefs 
you got to remember, Patrick Mahomes is quarterback, right? Defense is really banged up. As long as P. Mahomes is that quarterback, the AFC championship game will be in Kansas City. As much as it pains and as much as I hate saying that, it's true because let's go down the list. Let's start with offense. You got Patrick Mahomes. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, you got Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. You can't. The Chiefs aren't figured out yet. The Chiefs have great play callers in Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy on the offensive side. But not only that, you can't guard just the middle because if you guard just the middle, Tyreek Hill is open on the outside. You can't just focus on the outside because Travis Kelsey is open in the middle. And it's hard to guard them because it's not like Travis Kelsey only operates in the middle. Tyreek Hill only operates on the outside. You can put Tyreek Hill in the slot. You can put him in the, you can put him in the slot. You can put him in the pocket. Like there's a lot of things you can do with Tyreek Hill. He's one of those gadget type players that teams really love. Like the Chiefs really love to see because you can do a lot of things with them. Travis Kelsey, you can put him outside. You can put him inside. You can put him on the offensive offensive line. And he can run the delayed fade or drag route, drag route. The reason I'm saying all this is it's really hard to sit down and depict that Chiefs offense. They're just looking sluggish right now. They're just not catching the balls that they're supposed to be catching. They got to pick it up and they got to do better things. And on the flip side of that, their defense is injured. Tredavious, uh, Char, Char, uh, Tredavious Ward is injured. Frank Clark is out. Those are two impactful players towards that defense. Chiefs aren't done. Chiefs aren't done. Though, I do think there's might be a new AFC West champion, but the Chiefs aren't done. They're far from done. Y'all, y'all tweet me. But, man, I got to talk about this. I got to talk about some baseball, baby. I'll get back to football in a minute, but I got to talk about some baseball. I'm wild up right now because the White Sox, we did what we had to do last night, and that was get a win against the Houston Astros. I am tired. I am tired of we pitch one good, one good inning, and then that next, then the next inning, it goes to a complete debacle. It's just so terrible. Like statistically, our pitchers, starting pitchers, bullpen had a hell of a season. Bullpen was, I think, top three in the league. And we were, I think we were like first in strikeouts. I could be wrong there. Don't quote me on that. But we had top three statistic, statistical numbers in the MLB. But in the playoffs so far, that has not looked at all. The, the paper numbers have not looked like the actual numbers in real life. And like, don't even get me started on Lance Lynn because that it was just I don't know if the Houston has great hitters top to bottom or Lance is just that bad against the Astros. I just don't know. I'm really trying to figure it out. And then Giolito getting absolutely torched against the Astros lineup. And then Dylan Cease got knocked around a little bit and we had to go into the bullpen. But Michael Kopech looked great. I hope I think Kopech is going to emerge into a starter sometime within the next couple of seasons. But it was a great win by the White Sox. It was a great win. We got to do it again because we got to win two more games. We got to win one tonight. I think we play tonight again in Chicago. And then we got to go to Houston, a hostile area. And we've been having a lot of trouble playing in Houston. And the reason why is Houston has the atmosphere, crowd atmosphere. Their crowd atmosphere is wild. And 
they hit really good at home. And it's hard to pitch against a team like that because they're just so fundamentally great at hitting from top to bottom, especially at home. So we got to win. We just got to win. We got to win two more. And then we got to take on, I think we take on the winners of the Rays and the Red Sox. And that series is looking really, really good. Red Sox is looking good. They just hit, I think uh, Christian Vasquez hit a two-run or uh, walk-off. He hit a walk-off, two-run home run, which was over the monster. And that's that's hard thing to do. The hard thing to do because the monster is just so high. But, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. But now I got to talk about – I to talk about some other things. What else is happening in the sports world right now? And that is Alabama taking an L. Nick Saban taking an L against his assistant coaches. Nick Saban at one point in time was 24-0. I repeat, 24 wins and zero losses against the men, or not the men, or the men that were his assistant coaches, Jimbo Fisher. He didn't want that to happen again. So he played. He told his team, let's get a win in the 12th man at, at Texas A&M. And let's go crazy. And that's what they did. They went crazy. It was an all-around great game by Texas A&M and Alabama. Alabama started clawing their way back towards the end. But it goes to show that a team can be knocked down like Alabama on Saturdays. You just got to. I just didn't think it was going to be Texas A&M. And for Texas A&M, that's going to boost them up significantly, I think. And Alabama, they're going to be – they're not going to be number one, but they're going to be chilling at three at the lowest. I don't think they're going to go that down because how dominant their performances have been so far in this college football season. So I can't wait to see how that, how that comes up in the SEC – playoff picture and hopefully Alabama plays Georgia in an SEC championship game because I think that's going to be a big part on who is going to be number one of the nation. Also, Iowa-Penn State, great game. Penn State, Sean Clifford went out. That was a big blow for Penn State. But Penn State's defense was playing really, really good, and Iowa's defense was playing really, really good. Iowa came out with the dub. It was a really great game for Iowa. I think for Iowa, that kind of puts their puts their shoe in and almost solidify their spot in the college football playoffs. They had a lot of great ranked wins this season going off from Penn State, going off of Iowa State, Indiana early in the season, very early in the season. So as of right now, I think they're they have solidified their spot in the college football playoffs. And I think they'll be able to stay undefeated for a very a very long time. Let me check their schedule real quick. Let's see. Iowa Iowa football schedule. Yeah, so they play they play Purdue, they play Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, and Nebraska. So, I don't really see them having any trouble Within the next couple games, I, I think they'll finish the season 
undefeated. So Hawkeye Nation, I think you guys are going to fly your way to the Big Ten Championship. So, hey, let's see it. Let's see it. Come on. Show me. Show me. Show me. NHL, NHL is coming back tomorrow. You know what that means. We get to see Sid the Kid, a.k.a. Sid, Sidney Crosby, go up against the reigning NHL champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. I can't wait to see the the hockey season. I don't really – me and Mike don't really talk about hockey on here, but I'm going I'm to change that. I'm going to change that. I, I'm growing into liking the New York Islanders basically – because they have two great goalies. I think they're two of the top goalies. And the NHL names are absolutely incredible. They're incredibly hard to pronounce. So I'm not going to embarrass myself right now. But if you know hockey, you know who I'm talking about. So I think they're going to have a really great season. And honestly, I think the I think the Penguins they're going to be off to a slow start because they are missing Eugene Macklin for I think the first month or first couple of weeks of the season. So we'll see how that shapes out with just Sidney Crosby and in the lineup for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's two o'clock. You know what that means. It's time for me to sign off for the day. Thank you, Caden Pierce, for coming on to the show. A 1497 podcast, baby. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, if you not subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to 1497 Podcast on all podcasting platforms, YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, you might as well like and comment on our videos. Hell, even share our videos. Be like, hey, like Mike just said a hot take. So did John. Wow. I don't I disagree. I agree. Share, please. Uh Subscribe or not subscribe. Oh, yeah. Also, subscribe to or yeah, I already said subscribe to podcasts all, on all platforms. Follow our podcast. That's what I was getting towards. Follow our podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Mike and I will be back Thursday. As always, trust the process. Go Bills. Peace. I'm out. I'm about to go play some 2K or